And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and your local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Gordy Zambrano, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network South and Central Texas listening area. You can hear this program every Monday at noon right here on your local GRN station, online at grnonline.com, or on the free Guadalupe Radio Network app. We usually stream this program live on Facebook, but right now our page is under construction. We're working through some issues, if you will, but uh, hopefully we'll get that back live and running so that we can start streaming again. So we want to welcome everybody to our Facebook page. We do have a Facebook group page that you can go into, not the uh, Guadalupe Radio page, but it's called South and Central Texas, and it's our Facebook group. So be sure to join us there. Uh, after the show. And thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. We're grateful you decided to spend this hour joining us in getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Now, on this program, we try to bring you a variety of inf- informative discussions, highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. Now, in today's program, it's exciting. Anytime we have a priest or a deacon or a nun or a sister, uh, in the studio, I get so excited. And, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to be talking to our Franciscan brother, seminarian, brother Charbel Allen. Uh, welcome to the program, Brother Charbel. And then, uh, in the, in the back half of the hour, we're going to talk to Rebecca Simmons, executive director from El Camino de San Antonio Missions, and that's going to be a great conversation with her as well. And uh, we're going to be talking about the 800th, 800th anniversary of the nativity scene, which began in Italy by Franciscan priests in the year 1223. 1223, 800 years ago. Unbelievable. So I can't wait to have that discussion I'm looking forward to it. And just a reminder, January 22nd, today is the anniversary of Roe v. Wade and the day established by the Church uh, for, of Penance for Abortion and has been formally named Day of Prayer for the Legal Protection of Unborn Children. On this day, we give thanks and praise to God for the gift of human life. And so before we begin all of our conversations. And before I introduce our newest employee to the Guadalupe Radio Network, which you're going to love hearing her voice, uh, let's get started today. Uh, let's get our program started in prayer. The way we do things, the way we always do things every every week, and that's in prayer. And remember, as we pray, ask the Lord to make his will known to you and for the grace to accomplish his will in loving obedience. So, Brother Charbel, will you please lead us in prayer? Be happy to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most high and glorious God, enlighten the darkness of our hearts. Give us, Lord, true faith, certain hope, and perfect charity. Sense and knowledge, Lord, to carry out your holy and true command. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beautiful, Brother Charbel, and uh, we're going to have some great discussion here in a bit. But uh, before I begin recapping last week and where I'm going to be next week, I want to welcome our newest employee to the Guadalupe Radio Network, Kimberly Beck. She's new, and she's our new uh, GRN Mission 
Development Assistant, and yes. she's on the air on her first day. Kimberly, welcome to the GRN and the studios here in San Antonio. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, tell us, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, some things that uh, maybe you want to start working on or, you know, just give us some insight, you know. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, I'm new. Like, like uh, Gordy is saying, today is my very first day. And um, I've been an event coordinator for many, many years, yeah. just recently came from um, Catholic Charities. And so I did uh, quite a bit of work with them and I've uh, been to Catholic RCIA, actually. It's now called OCIA, I ah, understand. Yeah. But um, I did that in 1998, uh, still learning and growing in my faith. Um, have five beautiful children, been married for 30 years. So All right. The vocation of marriage and being a mom and a wife. Um, has been a, a wonderful blessing, been on this journey, and now I'm on a new journey with GRN. Great. You are, and we're, you're going to take off. And, you know, when you came in this morning, we started talking about our ties at St. Mary's University with your, your husband, John. Correct. Who uh, was at St. Mary's, and uh, he graduated, I think, a year before I did. 89. In 89. I was 90, and then you went there briefly, and then... Graduated from the University of Georgia. Go Bulldogs. That's correct. Go Dogs. Yeah. They didn't have that great of a year this past year, unfortunately. They kind of got... I know. They didn't get to go uh, all the way this year. But, exactly. Yeah, but, but it was hey, fun. maybe next year. But welcome maybe. to the GRN. We're excited to have you here. And I know that listeners are going to be listening to you a lot more. And during share which is coming up in the spring, correct. you're going to be sitting in chair number two with me. Wow. Uh, I think that's what I heard. So <laughs> I'm uh, looking forward to it. We'll be able to uh, kick off share So welcome, Kimberly. And uh, man, stay, hang tight there. And, and if you have any questions, of course, ask. Uh, Thank you. Keep your mic on there. So uh, welcome to Kimberly. We love having her here. And I just want to take a moment uh, and remind everybody to pray for our priests, our deacons, our seminarians, our nuns, our sisters, His Excellency Archbishop Gustavo Sierra and Bishop Yannick and Bishop Boulette. It's so important that we commit an hour of adoration to praying for our vocations. It's one of the pillars of the Guadalupe Radio Network, and uh, I want to make sure that we are all praying for for our vocation. So uh, with that said, I want to kick off, you know, what, what I did last week. It was a big week. Of course, the 2024 Guadalupe Radio Network car raffle is in full swing now. We're three weeks into it. Uh, we're raffling off a 2024 Mercedes-Benz GLB 250 in night black. It's it's beautiful. Go into grnonline.com. You could take a look at the uh, Mercedes-Benz, and you could also buy your tickets there. So, you know, I was at, uh, oh, ticket sales. Uh, they're one for $25 or five for 100 So you get an extra ticket if you pay that 100 bucks. So a lot of people doing that. I was just at uh, St. Bonaventure this past weekend, uh, celebrated the Vigil Mass, and, uh, of course, all Masses on Sunday. And Father Abel Ruiz is just so awesome, such a great supporter of the GRN. And his, his homily was just so powerful on Sunday, uh, for all masses and Saturday. And, you know, I didn't know this, but, uh, he, he talked about Jonah and the whale, right? Or the big fish. And he had mentioned that Jonah had actually died inside of the whale or the big fish. I didn't know that. I, you know, we, 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 we think that Jonah was in there, you know, just taking it easy, waiting to be spat out onto the beach. But, uh, no, he died. And when he, when the, when the big fish or the whale spat him out onto the beach, God, resurrected him which is a beautiful story in his homilies I, I mean his homily was so powerful i loved hearing it father abel 
Thank you, and thank you to the beautiful parishioners that you have out there for supporting the work of the Guadalupe Radio Network by buying tickets. And, you know, who knows? A winner could come out of uh, St. Bonaventure. It could come out of Blessed Sacrament. It could come out of uh, Our Lady of the Atonement. I've been to all three. And, you know, or it could come online. So we just don't know. But hopefully it's going to go to somebody who really needs that car. And I want to emphasize the component that we have this year, and it's called the Pay It Forward component. Uh, It's a Pay It Forward ticket that you can buy for somebody else. Uh, it could be, you could buy a ticket for your priest, your deacon, your seminarian, uh, your sister, your nun, or a family member or a first responder. So we want to encourage you to purchase those pay it forward tickets because by paying it forward, you know, I know you'll receive many, many blessings. So, uh, the other thing, last thing about St. Bonaventure is I was able to, uh, present or pulpit talk. I do a pulpit talk at every mass and I, you know, talk about the Guadalupe Radio Network. And then I encourage everybody to stop by our table and purchase tickets. Well, for the Spanish Mass at 1030 uh, over at St. Bonaventure, it's a Spanish Mass. So I got to practice presenting in Spanish uh, for the first time. And of course, Father uh, Abel helped me out. But uh, I know my mom and, and my nanny, my grandma, Carolina, would be very, very proud. So anyway, I just wanted to recap that. Uh, don't forget this Saturday is the Texas Rally for Life. We're going to be out there with a live remote, and uh, it's one of our pillars here at the GRN to protect the sanctity of life. And so we want to make sure that everyone is aware that we are going to be out there. So come see us. Uh, I'll be doing a live remote. If uh, you want to come on the air and say a little something, come see me. And uh, this Sunday, uh, I'll be at St. Mary Magdalene for the uh, GRN car raffle with uh, Father Will Combs. I can't wait to go out there. I love seeing Father Will. He's awesome. He's a big advocate of GRN, and so it's going to be very nice. And uh, our Fishers of Men dinner, I, I want to make sure everybody's aware it's going to be for the South and Central Texas listening area. It's going to be at the Witty on April 9th and uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. So I've contacted a lot of you, and hopefully a lot of you are going to be able to make that. So that concludes my lead-in, and I just want to, I want to welcome our Franciscan seminarian, our brother Charbel. Alan Charvel, welcome you. to the program. Thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, let's talk about a little bit about yourself. Tell our listeners sure. about the Franciscan Order, where you're at in, in, in your seminary uh, journey and how that's going thus far. Sure, yeah. I'm part of the Caption Franciscan Order, which was a reform in the 16th century. And some of our saints, I'm sure people know, in the United States here, Blessed Solanus Casey, and, of course, St. Padre Pio, so some of our our known saints, and we live a life, uh, a vowed life, a Franciscan life, poverty, chastity, and obedience are our vows, and we live together as a fraternity. We we have a contemplative dimension where we pray together, our life, um, silence and prayer, but also an apostolic where we go out, and that's everything from preaching to serving the poor, the sick, Mm -hmm. and so on. And I've, I've been in the order for about five years now. And I came to San Antonio to continue my seminary studies. Oh, okay. So I'm in first theology. We do our philosophy typically in Denver. So we're an order of both brothers and brother priests. So we have ah. men that aren't ordained and, and men that are. Francis himself was a deacon, not a priest. Mm-hmm. So we, we have uh, this kind of beautiful family. Tell us a little bit about the Franciscan order. Yeah. Well, it started in the uh, 13th century, and you, know, you kind of have to go back because it was quite a radical thing when it began because you had basically priests, you had lay people, 
and nuns and and there was nothing of what St. Francis kind of uh, had in mind at the time. So a mendicant itinerant, someone who didn't live in a cloister, but who lived um, uh, a spiritual life, a religious life, but went out. And his right. first call, of course, was to serve the lepers. Right. So he served the lepers in a local community there. And and from there also you have St. Dominic, same time period in the Dominicans. Right. So this these new orders of mendicant itinerants, they go out and then they also beg for their livelihood. Wow, incredible. Now, how did your journey start? What, what uh, Did you wake up one day and say, <laughs> gosh, I want to I do this? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, my journey also went through what was known as the RCIA. So I was an oh, yeah. adult convert. I came into the church in uh, 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, it was a journey because I didn't grow up in any particular faith tradition. Mm -hmm. I was in my late 20s. And then just vistas opened up. There, Here is a million different beautiful ways to live your life for God. And eventually, I just found myself uh, knocking at the door of the Franciscans. And what attracted me was the life of both prayer, union with God, a deep desire for God, but also a desire to serve the people of God, and especially those who are most in need. Right. So those who are kind of on the fringes, those who are suffering. Now, growing up, who who encouraged you? Mm. What was that like growing up? Well, growing up, I, I didn't have the necessarily the faith tradition in my house. Oh, okay. So it was really a later development. Um, I'm happy to say now, uh, five years after I came into the church, my mom came into the church. Oh, nice. And just uh, a few months ago, my dad. Oh, so now we're all in. What a in. blessing. <laughs> <laughs> and then my grandma returned. Wow. Uh, so she's in her 80s, and she had been estranged from the church for a while and mm-hmm. came back in her 80s. So Unbelievable. the joke is we have to raise people like Lazarus, relatives from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, but I had a wonderful family, and my mom and dad, my Grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins were all good examples yeah. of, of just living um, you know, a good and ethical life. Right. And then later, um, Christ burst into our lives. And you so. grew up in many uh, states or cities? Yeah, Ohio, spent time LA. in Ohio, uh, our hometown of the family, Circleville, Ohio. Uh, spent many years in Los Angeles, California, and also Kentucky. Oh, so okay. th- definitely a, a diversity of American cultures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And I'm so glad you're here. Uh, you know, Rebecca just got here in the studio and we're going to turn to Rebecca, you know, to talk about an event that's coming up. But, uh, you know, talk about this because we had discussion here about uh, a plenary indulgence. Yes. Explain what a plenary, sure. a indulgence, plenary is. indulgence. So there are partial indulgences and plenary indulgences. In a plenary indulgence, the word plenary basically means full. So it's a full in total. And there's a whole theology, but for the sake of radio and brevity, (laughs) what we can say is that I like to begin as a Franciscan with the humility of God. Jesus Christ gave the power and the grace to the apostles, to the church, the power of the keys of binding and loosing. So it's the understanding that through Christ's grace, the grace of the Holy Spirit flowing through the whole church, the mystical body, that 
we can relieve ourselves of what they call temporal consequences or temporal mm-hmm. punishment. So mm-hmm. sin does two things. There's eternal cons- consequences right. and temporal. Christ, of course, paid the price for eternal consequences. He offers salvation. You mortally sin, you go to confession, you're forgiven. Venial sin, of course, can be forgiven in confession, but also at the penitential rite at the Mass, so on and so forth. But there's a twofold consequence so we suffer when we sin, and the whole church suffers. It's not an individual right. thing. So so there's consequences. It's kind of like when you're grounded, say, if your dad were to just say, okay, you're grounded, but we forgive you, which is, you know, in reconciliation, you're totally forgiven. Right. But And then to have no other consequences. No, we're typically grounded. <laughs> but it's <laughs> yeah. really an act of mercy. We realize this later as we grow up. So in an analogous way we have these temporal punishments or temporal consequences of our sin that we have to participate in God's grace and make up for it. And indulgence is just, as it says, we have a loving father who's indulgent. So the church through the power of, of Christ giving the keys can offer these opportunities of prayer, penance, and we can offer them either for ourselves or for the deceased. So we have ah, the church okay. militant, that's us, the pilgrim church, right. the church triumphant in heaven, the saints, and the church suffering. So we can offer prayers for the deceased, a plenary indulgence or a partial indulgence to help them along, so to speak, in the purification process. Right. And of course, all the saints help us. And the church typically calls this the treasury, right? The great treasury of God. Sure. Um, we have beautiful churches and beautiful works of art. But even more than that, we have sanctity. So right. we can ask the saints, Francis, Claire, Therese Le Sue, you know, during these plenary indulgences, help my Uncle Joe, help <laughs> someone that has right. gone before us that we want to pray for. Wow, that's a great explanation. And, and, you know, the reason I brought that up is because on February 2nd, it's the last day to receive a plenary yes. indulgence at uh, Camino de San, uh, San Antonio Missions, right? But I, and we're going to talk more about the event. But uh, I'm glad you explained that. So uh, I'm, I'm so intrigued by, you know, your your mission and where you're going. Tell us, what is it like in the life of a seminarian going through the process? You yeah. know, the brothers that, you know, are going through the same process with you. What are you looking forward to? Well, definitely the the final goal is is ordination. Yeah, exactly. So, the, what I'm looking forward to is, um, you know, God's grace works in our lives despite all our um, weaknesses and our brokennesses. Uh, brokenness, God lifts us up. So, just the joy of being able to serve the yeah. people of God sacramentally is is what I'm most um, looking forward to. And as religious. As someone in the consecrated life, um, I'm very grateful for the fact that we're always journeying together. So in the seminary now, we have guys who are currently deacons who are going to be ordained uh, at the uh, end of spring, early summer. Mm -hmm. And I have peers who are now studying with me now. So we're journeying together at different developmental stages, and we help each other. So there's certain classes, brothers will say, you know, just you know, be aware of this and here's, or we can pass down our books to one another. Yeah. We can help support one another. And of course, uh, the primary support is when we come home, we pray together every day. 
Mm-hmm. So we pray the liturgy, the hours. We have times of silence, times where we pray the rosary. So that's the great gift is that we are journeying together. What has been the biggest surprise going through the seminary? The biggest surprise? That, um, you know, wow, I never, I didn't know that was going to happen. Or That's a good question. Hmm, I'm on the spot. Let me I, I kind of put you on the spot. It's okay. It's, you might want to think about it, but. No, that's that's part of the joy of, of, of radio. We can be, but <laughs> I would say uh, one of the biggest surprises is that, um, that I'm still here in a sense. <laughs> I <laughs> To get be that. honest with you, that each, each year you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Now you're, we had the installation of the lector last semester. So you have the lector, acolyte, diaconate, and then priesthood. Mm-hmm. So it's the different levels of ordination. So I remember being at that moment uh, with my brother Gregory and we were holding the gospel after um, being brought into being lecterns. And it was just one of those moments of realization. Oh my God. Wow. Lord, we're moving forward here. The aha moment. The aha moment. So it's moments like that where you realize, by God's grace, I'm still here, and His grace continues to accompany me. Wow, that's yeah, I love it. I, would I, say, mm-hmm. I love it. And so, you know, tell us a little bit about you know the, um, I mean, not the process, but you know, being a seminarian, and uh, you know what you have to look forward to. What you said is priesthood, right? So, do you get out in the community as a seminarian into the uh, into church parishes? Churches? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. One of the main uh, ministries. We, do, we, we get certain ministries we sign up for, and right. it changes um, each semester. So you get a great breadth of different experience. Uh-huh. And uh, this semester, I will be working in a hospice. So wow. working with those who are, who are about to cross over uh, to the yeah. Lord. So it's a very a place of great vulnerability and a place where, where people often need uh, a friend, right. someone to help be there, a guide. Wow, in a hospice, that's, you know, my dad was in a hospice, and man, it's uh, those workers out there, I, I give them a lot. That's, uh, it's going to be a big, big task. But, Absolutely. Uh, so then, as far as like, you know, parishes here in San Antonio, you're part of the Archdiocese of San Antonio, right? Yes. And so the seminarian is over there off Woodlawn? Uh, we, we're at the one, yes, that's the seminary. And then as friars, we live at our friary, and then we go to Oblate School of Theology. Oblate, so okay. So we commute. Yeah. But then we are with, the diocesan guys from Galveston, from here in San Antonio, and, and even Phoenix, some of the guys. So okay. we're all together. Now, do you work with priests? Sure. I mean, of course you do, but I mean, I'm sure priests are in there, you know, uh, you know, instructing and uh, managing the classes and Absolutely. whatnot. But, uh, you know, with the priests, I mean, that's so important, right? Because you got to see what they do. And Absolutely. And so what? What? where do you go to Mass on Sunday, I guess? Or do you I, all yeah. have Mass uh, yeah, at the well, Oblate? We have... Certainly mass every day at the friary itself, but we typically go out on Sundays and the gentlemen who are deacons are mm-hmm. assigned to certain churches. So like our brother Vincent's at uh, St. Matthew's and our brother Jordan's at Padre Pio. And I often find myself at Our Lady of Atonement. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I've met, That's where I met you. Exactly. Uh, this past Sunday. So I've met different parishioners there. I've met some of the Knights of Columbus and just kind of befriended them. Mm-hmm. And they just have a beautiful liturgy, a beautiful community. Now, what would you say to a young man listening out there right now, thinking about joining the seminary? Yeah, I would say take the time and, and take it seriously. 
and be aware of what voices you're listening to. So take the time for silence. Take the time to, to spend time with the Lord in mental prayer and silent prayer of the heart with the Lord. First and foremost, listen to people who you can trust, who will encourage you. And any um, voices, whether spiritual or material, of discouragement, just brush them off. Yeah. And and really uh, give the give the discernment the the opportunity it deserves. Give it give it time, and and just really and just and follow through. Yeah, can, and time will tell. If some a young man's out there thinking about, can they go visit you and maybe Absolutely. like a like a vetting process for them? Sure, we have uh, discernment for for the Caption Franciscans. We have discernment retreats both here in San Antonio and Denver. Actually, this weekend, one's coming up, and 10 men are coming. Oh, nice. And so they'll be spending time with us, praying, listen to some of us give testimony. So we have these a few times um, a year. Yeah. And you can go on captions.org for our province. And on captions.org, they'll have a little thing you can pull down for discernment retreats throughout the year. And men come. And that's how I originally, you know, of course, came. I would... Oh, you went to a retreat. I did a retreat. Yeah, how was that? It was great. It was in uh, it was in <laughs> it Colorado. Yeah, up in the mountains uh-huh. at a at a cabin. And then I, for me, everyone's different. So I discerned for a year. I came back several times, and I and I took my time, uh, but eventually took the leap. Eventually, you have to take the leap. I'm right. one of those guys I could sit on the fence, but eventually you have to jump off the fence. <laughs> you have to take that leap. You do. Well, I, we got a couple of minutes before our break, maybe a minute or so, but let's start, you know, previewing the event that's coming up. And if you, if you want to just tell me your part in the February 2nd event, the sure. 800th anniversary of the first nativity scene, and it was established by St. Francis of Assisi. That's right. St. Francis in the small uh, hill town of Greccio, uh, wanted and desired to reenact the nativity. So it's really the first living nativity. The Franciscans are famous for kind of incarnating. The stations of the cross come from the Franciscans because they were in the Holy Land. So you have the stations of the cross and the nativity. And so that was kind of the first one. And this is the 800th anniversary of that event of the friars at the first um, living Nativity, there was a mass. St. Francis was said to have sung the gospel. So he was oh, like wow. a deacon, and then he preached. And people gathered around with candles. They said they left with joy. And wow. there was an experience of of one person there where he saw Francis go up uh, to the baby, uh, and it maybe was wooden. We don't know what it was made of, but um, that he went up as if to wake it up. And the baby oh, wow. awoke and he held it in his arms. So there was a vision, a kind of a mystical vision at this first event. You know what? We're going to come back. I want listeners to hold tight. And we're going to pick up right where we left off with Brother Charbel. But we're also going to bring in Rebecca Simmons, executive director. And, of course, we're in studio here with Kimberly Beck. We'll be right back. This 
This just in. From now until midnight on February 20th, the GRN will be raffling off a 2024 black Mercedes-Benz GLB 250. Just call 888-784-3476 or by emailing grnraffle at grnonline.com. Cost is $25 for one ticket or $100 for five. All proceeds support Catholic Radio on the GRN. Even better, your support may save a soul or two. Winning ticket drawn Friday, February 23rd. Hello, I'm Dr. Joe Poyman with Texas Alliance for Life, inviting you to join thousands of people from across the state at the 2024 Texas Rally for Life on Saturday, January 27th at the Capitol in Austin. Together, we'll celebrate the pro-life gains made and lives saved in Texas since the overturning of the terrible Roe v. Wade decision passed over 50 years ago, which claimed the lives of more than 60 million unborn babies through abortion. This year's Power Pack speaker lineup will promote the vast resources available in Texas for moms and babies, their protection from abortion across our state for unborn babies, and why, now more than ever, we must continue our efforts to support life. We need to let the media and elected officials know that Texas is pro-life. We'll gather at 1 p.m. in downtown Austin and march to the Capitol for the rally at 2. Get more information at TexasRallyForLife.org. Again, that's TexasRallyForLife.org. It's almost time for the 2024 Central Texas Catholic Men's Conference. Come experience the unforgettable spiritual renewal and fellowship with Catholic men from across the Diocese of Austin as we gather to grow and worship together on Saturday, February 17th. Hear Catholic speakers Matthew Leonard, founder of the Science of Sainthood, and Devin Shad, Executive Director of Fathers of St. Joseph. Get your tickets at sentexcatholic.com. That's C-E-N-T-E-X catholic.com. And welcome back, everybody. You're listening to In His Vineyard. I am Gordy Zambrano. And you're listening live. This is uh, live from our studio. I want to thank you for listening to our program. And just a reminder, you can join our Facebook page, our group page at GRN South and Central Texas. Now, our Guadalupe radio page is down, but we still have our group page. And a reminder... If you have an event coming up that we can help build awareness about, please reach out to me and join me on the show. I mean, that's what we're here for, to promote all things Catholic. And uh, we want to make sure that, um, you know, you are utilizing this resource, this apostolate, in the way that it is meant to be utilized. And that's to, uh, you know, really support our parishes out there, our Catholic churches and um you know, with that said, just call me and let me know if you want to be a sponsor. We're always looking for sponsors, and uh, we could we could uh, discuss that uh, for your business and go from there. If you hear Guadalupe Radio Network during the day, you hear our PSAs, our public service announcements, and we have such wonderful sponsors. And without them, you know, it'd be hard to survive. And you know, we're a nonprofit, so we do not have profit here after a year's worth of work. It all goes back into running forty-five stations nationwide. I manage five of the 45 here in South and Central Texas, and it's such a privilege for me to manage uh, these five. And, uh, you know, our listeners are, are just incredible. And as I'm out there at parishes uh, like St. Bonaventure and, you know, doing my parish from my pulpit talk and selling raffle tickets, it's so nice to meet everybody out there and everybody's so welcoming. And, you know, it's been frigid and people are still, parishioners are still going to church. I mean, I think Atonement had over 2,000 people 
you know, from the vigil to the, the last mass on Sunday and Bonaventure, I mean, Blessed Sacrament and Bonaventure, same thing. I mean, they, people come out in droves and, and why? Because they're there to praise the Lord, give him thanks, praise and glorify him, even on a cold, frigid day. Well, cold and frigid mean the same thing, but on a frigid day, and that's just so wonderful to see. And it just enhances, you know, your belief in Catholicism and what we stand for. And I want to encourage everybody to encourage others to listen to uh, Guadalupe Radio Network because I guarantee you it can change lives. So we're here. We've got a packed studio here. We welcomed Kimberly Beck, who is new to the GRN. She is our new mission development assistant, and we're excited to he- to have her here. It's her first time on the radio, and I was telling Kimberly on my first day, it was it was incredible. I, I was on his in his vineyard with Sean. Sean Rice had the program at the time. And then on Tuesday, we started Sherathon. So I got really thrown into, into radio quickly. And luckily for you, we don't have a Sherathon tomorrow, but in the spring, we will, and you'll be joining me. So just, uh, if you want to say hello to the listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself, just, uh, you know, you never know who comes in at the half hour. So no, no, that's true. No, I'm happy to be here. This is my very first day as um, a new GRN family member, how everybody's been um, referring to me as, which is just a beautiful thing, that I'm a new family member, not just an employee. That's right. Um, But no, truly blessed to be here. Um, It's been a long journey. I've been at events, and um, uh, actually back in the day, a long time ago, I was even broadcast journalism. So I'm kind of like bringing some of that back to life here, which I'm super excited about because um, just getting to share my faith and be on the radio and live radio, I've... Yeah, haven't done that in a long time, so this is a lot of fun for me. And yes, my first day, so kind of getting thrown in, but it's fun. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to see where this uh, this new um, journey is going to take me, and uh, just wonderful people so far, and so well spoken with our our Franciscan, our uh, Father Charbel here, um, Brother Charbel, yeah. Brother Charbel, yeah. that I'm just very excited to to be in his presence. And well, we're just, we're excited to have you, and I know yeah. you know our founder Toya Hall. Our president, Sammy Rodriguez Jr., and of course, our, uh, of course, Sean Rice here. You know, yes. you went through that process, that interviewing process, and I know that uh, it's through prayer absolutely. that you were brought here. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it, it's kind of a fun story because I really wasn't job searching per se. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I got an email that, uh, and I had my resume out. Anyway, not, I, I, don't go into detail, but it did. It was the Holy Spirit that brought me here, and I do feel like going through the process, the interview process, um, was for a reason. Right. And I feel like I am here for a reason. I don't know what God has in store for me as of yet, but I am on this faith journey, and this new position um, is going to take me on this, and such wonderful people so far that I've gotten to meet and be with. Well, as Mother Angelica says, many hands make for lighter work, and I'm so happy you're here because— <laughs> We have a lot of work. We have a lot of work. A lot we of God's a, work to do. Yes, a lot of events, Fishers yeah. of Men, you know, yes. uh, uh, breakfast, uh, prayer breakfast. I mean, th- there's yeah. a lot on your plate. And, uh, you know, we're all going to help each other get through it. And, of course, our volunteers. Oh, I got to give a shout out to uh, uh, my, our volunteers this weekend, Dennis Dixon. And, uh, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm trying to think of my other. Uh, anyway, they. Uh, I had great volunteers out helping and what a blessing that was because you know as as we're out there at parishes and and uh you know we're we're selling tickets it takes many hands jack mccloskey 
I'm glad Jack and Dennis were there. Jack, thank you so much. And if anybody else wants to volunteer, all you got to do is call me. If you got a little spare time and uh, can, uh, you know, get away or maybe on the weekend, just let me know. So, Kimberly, welcome. Good, glad you're here. We're gonna, you're going to do great. Thank you. So let's get back to Brother Charbel Allen, Franciscan seminarian. We were talking to him, and we were just getting into why we brought Rebecca Simmons, who is our, she is the executive director at Missions de San Antonio, or actually it's called El Camino de San Antonio Missions. Rebecca, welcome to the program. Thanks, Gordy. It's always a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad you made it. And, you know, this ties in perfectly with you and Brother Charbel, because Brother Charbel, let's, let's explain to the listeners what you were talking about before in regards to this February 2nd event that we're going to be celebrating at El Camino, the San Antonio Missions. Sure. So it's it's the last opportunity for what we were talking about early, earlier, this plenary indulgence, this full indulgence that the church offers to people. It started on the Immaculate Conception, and it will end here on the presentation, Candlemas. And we will have Mass, we will have Confession, and we will have Adoration, and of course, we'll have the prayer in front of uh, the nativity scene. So that's all the requirements, okay. right? For an indulgence, yeah. you are to have communion, go to communion. You're going to the sacrament of penance. You pray for the Holy Father. And for this particular indulgence, you pray in front of a nativity scene, and you just have to have some Franciscans around. So you'll have three <laughs> of us, uh, Father Brandon Berg, Deacon Vincent Mary, and myself. Wow, that is awesome. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about the day. Uh, you told us, brother, you told us about the day, but Rebecca, tell us about, you know, how that's going to go, what kind of event it's going to be, and, and who's welcome, and where to sign up and register, all that information that listeners are probably waiting for. Absolutely. So this wonderful event will be at the Pilgrimage Center, which is right behind Mission Concepcion. And Mission Concepcion is on Mission Road, right? Mission Road. And so it's right there. Um, we're right behind. Our address is 263 Felisa with F-E-L-I-S-A. And we have a parking lot there for you. There's a parking lot in front of Mission Concepcion. Well, in the Padre Marhill Center, mm-hmm. it's a pilgrimage center, we have a, a Franciscan nativity set up. And and I'm having a great time because people come in and go, what's the deal? Christmas is over. Uh And we are going, but wait. You know, we have the presentation that's going to happen on February 2nd. Campamas was very traditional. And I said, and so we're able to kind of explain what the event is. Of course, I wish I was more fluent in plenary indulgences, but I really like the explanation that had been given. Um, And so people are getting excited about it. uh, And uh, hopefully uh, they'll be there and present because we're going to hear a little bit more about it from the Franciscans. I hope to have a little music. These guys are great. Um, And then we'll have a candle procession from the pilgrimage center to Mission Concepcion, where there will be the Mass, there'll be reconciliation, um, there'll be prayers. And so it is a pathway, we think, to a greater and deeper faith. That's the theme, right? Pathway to grace? Absolutely. Yeah, I want to make sure. Now, if people want to get more information, they go into your website? Yes, they can go to our website, um, 
uh, and and they'll get all that information. Uh, we've sent brochures out to uh, a, a ton of parishes. Uh, so parishes are starting to put them in their bulletin, so they'll hear more about it there. I know that uh, that you all, the, the the brothers, have gotten together and are sending out to yeah. their, their folks uh, information. But clearly you can stop by the Pilgrimage Center. We'd love to have you. You can get a cup of coffee, a hot chocolate. We've been offering a lot of those over the weekend. <laughs> uh, and yeah. uh, And we'll give you full info. Well, in case uh, listeners you don't know, I've known Rebecca now since, uh, I don't know, 02. Easy. <laughs> Her and Doc Clemens. And uh, we're, we're both Our Lady of Gracers. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, she's done such a fantastic <laughs> job. And I know 2023 was a big year for you. And when I first took over this show, you were one of my first calls. And I'm glad you, you know, came on the program and you really gave us a rundown of what exactly El Camino the San Antonio Missions is about. But tell us a little bit about 2023 and a little bit about 2024. What's coming up? What are you looking forward to? The, uh, you know, the tours. I mean, g- give us, a, give us a rundown and, and how people can look for more information from you. All right. So El Camino de San Antonio Missions is basically a journey for people that we offer to take advantage of the sacred space of our San Antonio historic colonial missions, yeah. as well as our cathedral. And so we invite people to come to the pilgrimage center, get a passport, visit all of the mission churches, the four uh, colonial mission churches, as well as the cathedral. They'll get stamps there, come back to us when they're completed. And if they've walked the whole distance, 20 miles, they'll get a Compostela. Or if they've bicycled or driven a car or kayaked, however they got there. Yeah, you don't have to just walk. You can ride a bike. Absolutely. We'll give you a Peregrino certificate. We're really promoting this year our partnership with Spain. Oh, nice. Many people have heard about El Camino de Santiago, Mm -hmm. and that is where people walk across France, across Portugal, to get to the tomb of St. James, which is in the middle of the city of Santiago in Spain. And so we are the first of the American pilgrimages to have this partnership with Spain. If you do walk the El Camino de San Antonio and you receive a Compostela here, uh, you can take your Compostela to Spain they will recognize it and give you 30 kilometers credit toward their 100-kilometer requirement for their Compostela. And more interesting in the Compostela is that it always has, where did you start? Because you can start so many different places. Sure. But they'll fill yours in saying San Antonio, Texas. So you can actually start the El Camino de Santiago in San Antonio. And you want to encourage parishes to put groups together, right? And they are. Yeah. Uh, We have had many parishes come. We lead their groups. Often they come on buses. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I've taken groups bicycling uh, the whole way. Uh, We've taken them partway. You don't have to do it all at once. You can do it according to your schedule and how you want to do it, right? So we have, we are able to take parishes. Um, We've got Holy Spirit eighth graders coming uh, in April. We have confirmation classes. We just had a group Saturday Uh in the church um, and uh, up from Houston. Wow. And so we get we get a lot of different groups. So I'd encourage people, if you're interested in kind of a more group pilgrimage or a led pilgrimage, go to our w- website and uh, 
and get all the information. Give them that website. CaminoSanAntonio.org. Uh, CaminoSanAntonio.org. Camino I'm going to write that down to you. I already had it. Camino de San Antonio. Not day. Just Camino, Camino San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dot org. Got it. And so we're looking forward to a big 2024, and I'm sure you're going to be back on this program promoting something that's coming up. What is the big event? I, summer's hot, and it's hot here, but I know you've got events going on in the summer. What, what's the big event coming up in the summer? Well, we often tee off of basic liturgical, like the, the Feast of the Assumption, uh-huh. August 15th. There's a double illumination oh, in nice. Mission Concepcion that was absolutely created by the architecture of the mission. And so that was done as a way to really uh, in, instruct and, and help the faith of the indigenous people that they were, um, that they were working with. Right. And so it brings light into and falls on Mary. And so it really celebrates her feast day. Nice. Uh, and we get about 200 people crammed into the church wow. to see that. Um, we're going to have to expand out this next year. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, yeah. I recommend that. So that's a huge event. Tons of people come. Well, thanks for Paul to, you know, coordinating this and having you and brother on here. I mean, tell us a little bit about, I, I, I want to get back to the nativity and, um, do we know how close the modern nativity sets are to the original that St. Francis established, i.e. like the manger, hay, animals, stuff like that? Well, in a sense, yeah, we, we have several of his lives. Um, two of the most famous are St. Thomas of Chilano and St. Bonaventure, uh, and both, uh, speak about he had uh, a real donkey. You know, uh-huh. He had real animals, real sheep. Uh, he had hay, uh, which is kind of cool because the, after the event, the first nativity in Greccio, the hay was used for several things. One, it was brought to ailing and diseased animals in the local area. And when the animals ate it, they were healed. And also women who were having um, difficult labor pains they were the hay was placed on on their oh, stomachs, wow. and then they had easy deliveries. So we we know the hay was there. Um, so I always like to say uh, they had holy healing hay. At the <laughs> holy first, healing <laughs> hay. Say that five times fast. <laughs> at the first living nativity, and yeah, there were. Um, and I it doesn't say precisely in those particular stories, but I'm sure Francis picked you know someone to play Joseph and someone to play Mary. Um, so we have the the general uh, kind of nucleus of what we know as is, is the nativity scene. And so like we were discussing earlier, we may have some new listeners that just came on board, but February 2nd is the last day for a uh, plenary, plenary indulgence, right? That's right. It'll be the, the last day for this 800th anniversary, this opportunity uh, that the church gives for at different times. You know, of course, there's always the divine mercy plenary indulgence every year. So these are... I see opportunities of grace because God loves us and he wants us with him for all eternity. And these are moments we can, as a whole church, both here and the great saints in heaven and the souls in purgatory together journey. And just one more time, I don't mean to repeat ourselves, but you know, I've had people tell me, God, I jumped on on the last half and I don't know what you were talking about, but you said something about this and that. I want to repeat what a plenary indulgence is. If you can for our listeners. Sure, absolutely. So plenary indulgence is, is, a, is a grace that the church gives us through our Lord Jesus Christ because he gave us, uh, the apostles, the power to bind and loose. 
So those after effects of sins, right? You're forgiven in the sacrament of penance, but there's these repercussions, attachments. There's a kind of sorrowing afterwards. And what the church is saying is that through these indulgences, um, you're released from these. So it's it's right. basically entering purgatory now. Do your penance now, do your prayer now, and we're invited into this. Like I said, there's always these... Uh, what you have to do is within 20 days before or after, and this will all be at the event too, go to confession, receive Holy Communion, pray for the Holy Father, and then whatever the plenary indulgence asks you for. And in this case, it's just coming with us. We'll have a set group of prayers that we say in front of the Nativity together, and we it'll all be there for you. So. And so I take it your Franciscan brothers, your seminarians are going to be joining you. Yeah, they'll definitely several of our Franciscan brothers are there. And uh, today I invited several of the seminarians. So hopefully we'll see a few. Yeah, I mean, this is the 800th anniversary and it's going to take place at Missions of San Antonio. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful event. El Camino de San Antonio Missions. It's going to take place there on February 2nd. And so we've got in studio... Uh, you know, Kimberly Beck, who's our new, uh, who's, who is our new mission development assistant. And, uh, we welcomed her. And we also have Rebecca Simmons, executive director over at El Camino de San Antonio Missions. And of course, we have our Franciscan brother and seminarian who we pray for every day, uh, brother Charbel Allen. And so we were going over in the first, uh, half of the show. You know, Brother Charbel's journey, where he's from, and uh, just his mission of, you know, uh, going through the seminary, and, and it was so interesting. And so what we're also talking about is uh, their, I guess, your involvement with February 2nd and how that day is going to be big out at uh, El Camino. And so, Rebecca, if you can, I want to bring you back again, because I want you to tell our listeners, you know, what they can expect uh, on this event I know we've talked about it a lot, but, you know, it's such a big deal. And so if you can just, uh, you know, parking, you know, where do they go? All that good stuff. So uh, parking's very easy. You can park in front of uh, Mission Concepcion, which is right off Mission Concepcion, Road. yeah. Yes. Or you can go 263 Felisa. We're located right behind Mission Concepcion. We also have parking there and available to everyone. The Pilgrimage Center is a lovely building. It is re- re- refurbished and repurposed uh, chapel of the old St. John Seminary. So oh, okay. it's really unique. Uh, and so uh, in there is the nativity, uh, and we'll have our, our beautiful prayers there, a candlelight procession to Mission Concepcion. And I forgot to say before, Gordy, mm-hmm. we do have a reception afterwards. So there we'll give you, you all the cookies, hot chocolate, <laughs> snacks you can eat. It can't eat. be a Catholic event without food. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that will be there. That will be present. And so uh, so we can all celebrate nice. our new state of grace <laughs> Wow, that's plenary be, indulgence. Exactly. I think mine will last one minute, unfortunately. <laughs> I'd, I'd hate to say it. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about how your group's doing at El Camino de San Antonio. I know you've got, you know, Paul over there working. And just how as a group are y'all doing? We're doing great. Good. Uh, you know, we are working with lots of different groups. We uh, welcome people every day. Uh, from 9 to 5 to our pilgrimage center where they can learn more about pilgrimages, but also about the missions, right. about their sacred space. Right. Uh, so they can always do that. We have events coming up 
we spoke about vocations. And, you know, Bishop Gary yeah. and the uh, Bishop Mike and Archbishop are going to do a pilgrimage. Oh, wow. For vocations, that? right? And it's going to be in April. Uh-huh. And I will come back and speak to you about See, I details. told you you'd be coming back. I will. Um, but they're, they're hoping for hundreds. And I encourage them, and we're going to assist them with this. And they are going to go um, <clears throat> to from Concepcion to San Jose. Wow. And so uh, hopefully with a large group of people that are praying for vocations, that might be interested in vocations, that wow. are seminarians, Everybody, we hope lots of people will be there. So we're in finalizing planning and finalizing publicity, right. so that um, so that when I come, I'll be fully armed, Gordy. Next time I speak to you with all the information on. You that know event. what I envision in the studio is having you here, Arch, His Excellency Archbishop, Ooh. Bishop Yannick, Bishop Bullet. Yeah, we've yeah. got plenty of seating in here. I'll let them know. One, two, three, four. We got four mics. Yep. I'll let them know. Yes, please do. And uh, they are always welcome here on In His Vineyard and always welcomed, you know, on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I know Archbishop has done some uh, PSAs for us and, you know, Bishop Yannick, you, you can hear him daily. And it's just so beautiful. But one of my one of my dreams is to have, you know, His Excellency here along with uh, the two bishops. That, that would be incredible. And here's the opportunity. Yep, I agree. We'll work on it. All right, we'll keep working on that. So we've got a little bit more time, and uh, you know what I want to do at this point is just turn to uh, Brother Charbel, and you know just give us some closing remarks about you know like I mentioned in the first half of the show is there could be a young man out there who is thinking about a vocation in, in uh, the priesthood and thinking about seminary and and thinking about you know like you said you know taking that leap. What would you tell that young man out there? And I know you also mentioned that you've got some re- a retreat coming up. I want to really emphasize that because you never know who's listening and who this is going to touch. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I fully encourage anyone who, who experiences the inner call uh, for a vocation, whatever that vocation may be. But if you feel drawn uh, to the religious life, the consecrated life, um, take the time to pray first and foremost and pray in a way that you're listening to God. Take time for silence. Take time away from all the chaos and the noise. Take time away from the phone. Take time away from the computer uh, and just allow the Lord to speak to your heart. Find a spiritual director. Find someone you can trust and talk to that will, a wisdom figure that will guide you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listen to family and friends that you trust and that see certain gifts in you. Um, but also be open to surprise. Uh, your personality doesn't determine what kind of a religious life you're called into. You might be very extroverted and be called to be a hermit. Mm-hmm. You might be very introverted and be called uh, to a diocesan priest. Um, grace builds on nature, as St. Thomas Aquinas says, but it's also beyond nature. So our vocations are always going to perfect our nature, but they're always going to stretch us a bit too. They're going to take us out of our comfort zones because read the Bible, uh, comfort zones are gone. (laughs) The only comfort is in our our Lord and his sacred heart and with our lady. So, yeah, trust. Trust Thank you so much, brother. That that means a lot. And, you know, if you can, take us out in prayer. We've got like a minute. Sure. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come by means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Help us to hear your voice within our hearts. Help us to walk the path of virtue because you are, above all, a good, good Father who we can trust, we can place all our concerns, all our worries, and all our cares in your hand and know that you will always lead us to your kingdom. We pray this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Brother Charbel. And, you know, I want want to thank uh, Rebecca for coming in today. And we've got some work to do with with our next show in April. I'm really going to pray for that one. And uh, also want to want to thank uh, our new GRN family member, Kimberly Beck. Kimberly, any last words before we go out? Just this is very exciting. So I'm glad that I was able to be here, and hopefully I'll continue to have the opportunity to be on air. Oh, you're going to have plenty of those. And uh, like <laughs> I said, when Sherathon rolls around in the spring, you'll be sitting in chair number two, and we're going to be uh, doing great. Excited. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We pray that uh, you got something out of this program and we want you to have a fully blessed week this week and be safe out there. God bless you. Yo, Mick, from now until midnight on February 20th, the GRN is raffling off a 2024 black Mercedes-Benz GLB 250. No wonder you're losing focus out there. How do you win a beauty like that? Just go to grnonline.com or call 888-784-3476. Well, what are we waiting for? Hurry up and knock this bum out, kid. Do you need a will and keep putting it off? Do you need guidance on settling the estate of a loved one who's passed away? Gilson Law Firm is a faith-centered team of legal professionals who can help you navigate the probate process and put your final affairs in order. I'm attorney Sim Gilson. When we meet, we'll talk about Catholic health directives and charitable giving, about faith and family. To learn more about our team, visit tricountylawyer.com. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. And I say also to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This passage from Matthew describes the commission of Peter, given to him at Banias, ancient Caesarea Philippi, before the great rock of the pagan shrine, known to be one of the gates of the underworld. Realizing that the gates of hell have it in for us may give us pause, but no one has ever been attacked by a gate. It's a defensive measure. The prince of this world is on the defensive, which means that we are on the offensive. The gates of hell will not pursue us. Rather, we, the church militant, will attack the gates to set the captives free. We are already equipped and commissioned to raid and poach in Satan's territory and rescue souls out from under him. Are you ready for the task at hand? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Celebrating 2,000 years of truth. 
This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Streaming to the world at grnonline.com and on your FM dial at 89.7, where KJMA, Floresville, San Antonio. All Catholic, all the time. 